You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. Hey guys, it's Bill Dawes. Welcome to The Afterlaft. I'm here with my producer, Tommy Wakefield. Hey y'all. Um, so this is uh, an episode of The After Party After Laugh, which was uh, with uh, Julio Gallarati, very funny New York comic, and Ricky <laughs> Velez, very funny New York comic. They make it very clear they're New York comics, not LA comics. And then a friend of their, I forget the a friend's name, but he's not a comic. He's a civilian. That's who we call non. <laughs> New York comics are the only comics that make the distinction. They're like, oh, oh yeah. we're New yeah, York yeah. comics. Yeah, and don't like, associate. A, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we ain't one of those L.A. sissies. It used to be that way with uh, acting, too. Like, I'm a New York actor. I'm not yeah. one of these L.A. actors. Until eventually, <laughs> like, everyone in New York is like, well, let me get the hell out of New York. Yeah. I don't want to make three ninety five doing an off Broadway play. Let me go to L A. I'd rather be an L A. actor than a New York waiter. Yeah, I'd rather be an L A. actor making zero dollars than doing off off Broadway and get yelled at by an idiot director. Um, <laughs> Sounds like that comes from experience. <laughs> oh, that's another episode. So um, this uh, this intro come kind of comes with a heavy heart because mm. uh, our friend, a Laugh Factory friend and friend of every comic, Brody Stevens. Uh, committed suicide today and i think this one hit everyone in the community really hard because brody was uh everyone loved brody i mean i i've never heard anyone say a bad he was he was the greatest guy he was so generous he was nice to everybody he never um he never had a bad word to say he kind of walked around like like a bird with a broken wing. Like he was just all heart and all vulnerability. Genuine, and super brave artistically. Yeah. And he always encouraged people and, and he, and he kept talking about positive energy and, uh, it's really sad because he was really loved. He pro- I guess he just didn't know how much people loved and admired him because, uh, cause taking, you know, and I think th- th- there's a lot of talk about our comics depressed. Uh, and, um, and I don't know if there are generally. That's I don't think that's why I'm doing it, but maybe I will be soon. Um, so I, I do think that this episode is kind of interesting because there's a lot of... We get high as fuck in this episode. It's kind of the last part of the episode. It's the first time I've ever gotten high doing <laughs> on a podcast or doing my own podcast. I'm very new to smoking weed. And uh, sometimes when you, you smoke... I think it kind of gets to some sort of deeper truth. And sometimes it can get a little sad. Um, and I think maybe a lot of times comics smoke weed. is It's a good way to kind of distract yourself from the sadness of, of whatever the fuck yeah. it is, this business or humanity. I mean, I don't know if, if comics are just more sad or we just look at things deeper. That sounds like really arrogant, but maybe we just think about things a little bit deeper and we we make ourselves sort of vulnerable to, to really shitty things as opposed to just trying to distract it with like CrossFit and stuff. We try to delve into it. Not like, oh God, I, I know it sounds pretentious, but I do think. No, nah, I mean, all, all comedians do have that something in common of like, we do comedy because we're trying to escape from something of yeah. an ordinary life. We refuse to live an ordinary life. We're trying to do something greater, even if it's just in our own little world. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's hard. It's I, fucking hard. I, I don't know if comics is, as a career have more suicide or more depression than other fields i heard that being a toll booth operator 
had the highest suicide rate for jobs in Damn, America. I can't even imagine that. Because it's just so it's so lonely, and no one goes, hey, Toll Booth Operator, how are you doing? Here's Everyone's some chocolate. like, ugh, here. Yeah. So I don't know if that's true or that's just an urban myth. I might have to look. Maybe I should Google things before I just say it out. But um, I don't know if, if comics have a higher suicide rate than uh, uh, other people. Um, but I will say that... Uh, there, you know, you you have to. The best thing to be on stage as an actor or comic is vulnerable, and Brody was that. And when you're vulnerable in front of so many people for so long, mm. it just takes the wrong person just to um make you feel like shit. And and also, let's not forget that mental illness is a disease, and that you can't. Mm. And particularly if you change meds or you, you, you're on different antidepressants and you change the middle, it, it happens to a lot of people. It happens with the director of uh, Searching for Sugar Man. He he got he, after he won an Oscar. He got off his meds and he he got a new meds in Sweden. He threw himself in front of a train. I think it's a really oh my god. Maybe the medical industry has got to look closer at what that means when people do. Anyway, uh, so this is if you don't know Brody Stevens, Google him. Watch everything he's done, every movie. He was a brilliant, brilliant comic. Luckily, there's a ton of content of him on the internet. A and ton he's of really content. Funny. Podcast, his podcast, Brody and Friends. I mean, he was a. A brilliant guy. I'd, he, he was going to be coming on this podcast very soon. What an amazing, amazing person. It's a huge loss, but luckily there's a lot of stuff of him. And, you know, and by his stuff, you know, he has a family. He has a mother that he loves who's out there who I'm sure all every support and every all the money that would go to his family would be great. So um, once again, anyway, on another note, we get really stoned and it's kind of funny. And I think it it's is a pretty, fun episode. I think we uh, get to some interesting truths. Okay, so enjoy the after laugh after party. I just brought down to such a depressing level. Hey, now have fun, guys. Okay, bye bye. (laughs) It's the after laugh after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh after laugh after laugh (laughs) after laugh, man. (laughs) Go ahead, pull up a chair. Galarati, right here. Hello, hello, hello. What's up, dude? And then we have a new person I just met. What's your name again? Pasha Farmanara. Pasha, Far- he's making his, uh, I'm not going to try to <laughs> repeat that. His podcast debut. His podcast debut. So you got to tell all sorts of crazy stories to make sure it's like important. You know what I mean? And uh, and <laughs> Ricky Velez. You're right there. Who What's is, up, Bill? Who is rolling a fatty. Yes. <laughs> so um, I'm new to the weed game. Did you know that? You started smoking weed? Yeah, because I was addicted to Ambien. <laughs> Because I was, like, taking it every single night. And I told my doctor, my doctor was like, you're not supposed to take that shit every night. And I was like, really? I thought that was the point. Um, so <laughs> then everyone was like, you're going to fucking die. Your brain's rotting. So you should do weed instead. So I've been, I've been, uh, I've been doing it for insomnia. Dude, good for you. Yeah, how's that working out? You know, it, I don't know how much I should talk about, but it makes me horny. Yeah. Is really? that the thing that weed does? <laughs> I uh, yes. So are you still in the honeymoon phase with weed? Yeah. I think I'm still. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I've gotten. You mean have I gotten paranoid yet? I, no. I, uh, the question is more like, does the paranoia turn you on yet, or is the what? paranoia still something that you don't like? I, I'm. I'm. St- I'm learning that when I had a, uh, and you saw this movie I did, Julia. Where oh yeah, it was great, man. Well, the the the, the moment where he he uh, he had a panic attack. He talks about having a panic attack, and he thought he had a heart attack. Oh, yeah. So I did have that moment smoking weed where yeah. my left arm was getting numb, and I was like, yeah. oh, my God. I'm yeah. having, and I was Googling heart heart attack 
symptoms for like four hours. <laughs> Eventually, I was like, you can't have a four hour long yeah. set in of a, of right, a, of right. a heart. Yeah, you were just tri- you were bugging out. <laughs> yeah. So when I you went- get too high, I remember that. Like the first time in high school or some shit, I smoked too much and my heart started beating all fast. And like I started like being and they're like, dude, just chill. I'm like, dude, I'm dying, dude. Yeah. Can I take me to the hospital? Yeah, but just I'm just forty. Your levels, <laughs> know your levels. By the way, that's a really impressive joint you rolled there, Ricky. It, it was more of a cone. I just pushed this. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Do you know what that means yet? A cone? Yeah, bro. <laughs> 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 Look at me trying to be hip with these young kids. It's a pre-roll, right? You know? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Nailed uh, it. Yeah, so I've been uh, doing the weed maps in L.A. and they get they sh- they give you so much free stuff. It's so tight. They do. Yeah, you gotta hook like, them up with your guy. First I time users, you usually get like a grinder. I love it because like I got a grinder right here, right? Uh huh. And this will last me the whole time I'm here. Like, and then I'll throw it out. It's okay. Piece I of definitely don't know what a grinder is. It's what makes the weed not oh, together you, anymore. So you have the, it the flowers. The weed up. Yeah, grinder is the weeds dating app. Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah. No, I'm so not it hip makes with it this all, shit. Like, separate. I'm like I'm like I'm like the dad trying to be cool. Hey guys, I smoke weed. I do weed. <laughs> I do weed. I, do. I I always think about that dad, the dad that like let you hang out in the house and do drugs. Like, did you have that growing up? Everybody. Every, does. Yeah, I don't. I, I didn't. Really? I remember in high school. I don't want to blast the kid's name, but like his dad, it was in Astoria. He had a house in Astoria, and his dad was like, "Well, they're gonna do it somewhere. Might as well be here." And it was like, <laughs> "Dude, you're just smoking weed with us, and you're a piece of shit." That's like, so it's not funny. Even, yeah. Yeah. I feel you. And like, you think they're cool then? I don't know if you did. I did. I was like, "Oh, it's sick!" Like, oh yeah, my parents so dad's compared dope. to this guy. Yeah. My then like later, you're like, "The guy's square. a fucking loser." <laughs> so like true. I smoked weed with kids for four years of his high, his son's <laughs> high school career. Yeah. So, Ricky, man, I want, you know, I, I, I know Julia better than you, but so you grew up in Astoria, yeah? No, I grew up in Queens Village. In Queens Village. It's by, I've yeah, never heard of Queens Village. Yeah, nobody has. It's by JFK Airport. It's like 15 minutes out of JFK. Oh, okay. And it's, it's, n- it's east. It's not even towards the city. Yeah. And so when you were growing up, was it like a rough and tumble area? Uh, yes and no, because it borderlined Hollis and Jamaica. So, like, there were parts of it that were good, but then there was really, really fucking shitty parts. And yeah, like, yeah. I mean, grew up, got our bikes stolen, got jumped, went through all that bullshit. Wait, you but got like, jumped when you were I've growing? gotten jumped a few times, yeah. Really? Yeah, so absolutely. When you get jumped, what, is it, what does that entail? Necessarily? Um, like, they beat you up or they just take There's this your tunnel in my neighborhood, and, like, it separates... Uh, Hillside Avenue and Union Turnpike and I was walking down from there and this is school Martin Van Buren and like I would just have to w- and Martin Van Buren's like notoriously one of the worst schools in New York City yeah and uh, I would have to walk past it to get to my home like and they walked up behind me and it was when Nextels were hot remember Nextels oh, yeah. <laughs> the Nextels <laughs> were s- they were silver or white and blue remember that they they were the weird colors yeah, or, yeah. Y- or yellow and black and so people I, would spot I had, them I had a silver Sprint phone and they uh, and they started they were walking up behind me and they're going run that Nextel and I was like it's not a Nextel and I kept going and I kept going, and next thing you know, I just got rocked in the side of my head, and I was being jumped by like three, four people. Holy and shit! And then they went to take my phone, saw it didn't like it wasn't what they wanted, and they threw my own phone at me. Oh shit! Yeah, I got that's hit hilarious. with my own phone. Oh man! At least you got your phone back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, that's so yeah, it important. Was, it was fucked up though. It had like a broken screen and shit, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was the last time I got jumped. And you you said you got jumped a few times though, yeah? Yeah, enough. God damn, I don't think I've ever been jumped. I've seen it happen, but man. 
Yeah. I don't know. But so you were. Uh, I got punched in the face sleeping on the subway. <laughs> really? <laughs> I got passed at the comic strip with a black eye. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. You got punched in the face right before you went on. For no, I was on my uh, I was on my way home. Uh, my next day was my comic strip audition, and I was on my way home. And to get to Queens Village, you got to take the F F train to the last stop in Queens, and then you got to take about twenty five to thirty minute bus. Oh, and shit. I'd fall asleep on the train all the time. I was just able to do it. Like I like I did it all the time, and never had a problem. One day I just woke up to a kid that socked me, and it just went bing, and the doors closed. Holy yeah. shit! And he just punched you in the hat and walked away. I I had a fucking huge black eye auditioning for the comic strip. And you got passed. I got passed. Must have been a good set, man. It was good. So um, so you were in this high school. When did you start doing comedy? Nineteen. You're nineteen. How old are you now? Um. 29 29 yeah. you look like you're 19 still so uh, you started at 19 and was comedy strip your first club that you got passed in new york no i was working the broadway man oh, the yeah. broadway sure. dude we spent a lot of time bro like i mean i used to work the front door at the broadway comedy oh really club. i worked the front door for three years my deal with them was if i worked the front door i got to be on every show that night oh that's a good deal so i pretty much worked there five days a week oh wow and yeah. you were like kind of like the house house MC, where no, you? No, I would just fucking, I would just get like, I would just get like these like, I would just get like these spots. It was like after checks, but not before the show was over. Yeah, were and they unpaid spots? Uh, some of them were, some of them weren't. And yeah. like I just did that, and I stayed in one place. Yeah. And then, who told me? To, oh, Sherrod Smalls and Jordan Rock got me into the comic strip. Oh, okay, cool. And how did you meet Julio? How did you guys become friends? Yeah, I, he we introduced me to my wife. That too. Whoa. But no, dude, Julio we met. Julio's been in my life for a long time. I know. Wild. We met at uh, New York Comedy Club. He was he was uh, running the prom shows, and I hit up oh, Chris DeStefano because I, I heard that he was running them, and he's like, "This guy Ricky's running them now." So explain what prom shows are, because be, people don't know. It's shows. It was my first show I ever got paid. Oh, really? It was a Gotham prom oh, yeah. show. These ones didn't pay, by the way, which is hilarious. Yeah. And but yeah, yeah, there was like there 2 o'clock like in the morning. 2 o'clock in the morning. They were paying $40 each, and they couldn't pay the comics anything. And they come in a big bus. They come in a big bus, and I get, I get the idea of it. It's like they want to make sure their kids are in like a control environment where they're not yeah, like yeah, yeah. doing anything too fucked up. They're all on the show, whatever. So they were fun and whatever, and like... Yeah, but I met a bunch of comics doing that. I met Ricky. I met Pete Davidson doing that too. Yeah. yeah. I met like a bunch of people who I uh, we all still like whatever like random comedians. We're all like anyone who's like young enough that they don't have to like be awake early in the morning. <laughs> yeah. It can is down to like dude. That's why and the, it's always like young ass comics. Yeah. Nico. Yeah. I think I might have met Nico White mm-hmm. doing it. There's like a lot of random uh, stuff. So like yeah, it was great. And then we started. I started doing Broadway with him also, and. Uh, we both used to host a bunch, remember? Yeah, you'd host, host the weeknight shows a lot. I don't host them at all anymore. I know. It's hilarious. That's crazy. You used to host all the time. All the time. Me too. Yeah. Do you not like hosting, Ricky? No, or I do don't you? like hosting. Yeah. Not at all. I don't You've love it, but I like that. It, you, I like that. Like, if I don't have anything going on, I like that it pays more. Oh yeah. At least, for sure. if it's somewhere decent. Yeah. yeah. I just like. I don't know. I remember hosting so many times. <laughs> People would come up to me and go, uh, "This was my favorite." They're like. You're a really good host. You should try being a comic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'd be like, that's totally. the fucking meanest thing anybody said yeah. to me all day. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. Like, like, what about the 10 minutes I did when I opened the show? Yeah. Dude, 100%. So, but, like, it would be said to me all the time. It would hurt my fucking feelings <laughs> so hard. I hate it too. And once I got past somewhere, I think it was Caroline's, 
They never asked me to host anything other than like fucking festival shit. I was like, yo, I don't, I don't host no more. I'm done. So right. I got yeah. out of that as fast as possible. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Plus, you get to hit more ground. You were good at it, dude. Like, you did jokes. Like, you still did jokes. Like most of it. Yeah. I noticed, which is cool. I always like. I have respect for hosts to do that. It's like harder. Actually, yeah. it's actually something the Booker at Broadway wanted. Rich Brooks. He wanted. He, oh, he I remember that. He didn't like people that did a bunch of crowd work. crowd work up front. And I actually like. That's cool. At some point in time, like I hated him for that, but now yeah. that I look back on it, I'm like, oh, that's great because I know how to work a crowd to make them feel like it's live. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, so you guys met at at a prom show. Yes. And you started working Broadway, and right away were you guys like best friends, <sighs> no, or did we, you like hate each other because you were like, beat me in a competition and I secretly hated him for <laughs> a while. What was the competition? It was called the Stand Up 360 Comedy Festival. Oh yeah, I remember that. And dude, I remember, by the way, I remember, I didn't know Ricky, and I had, only, I had only been doing bringer shows, and, like, I didn't know any good comics, really. Like, the, the guys who would come do the bringer shows were, like, to, I thought that they were, like, the comics who were making, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, like the guys who had done, like, one spot. Like, I didn't understand how comedy worked. Um, but uh, then, like, I saw Ricky, and I was like, oh, fuck, like, who is this guy? And he was funny. He had, like, good jokes and stuff, and I was like, oh, dope. And then, uh, yeah, we did this like competition, which is funny. He told me years later, he's like, "Dude, I like didn't like you for a while." <laughs> for a while, was it like between the two of you? Were you yes. the finalists? Yes, we, we were told yeah. that we're like it's one of you guys is gonna, is gonna win. Yeah. Um, and then once you win, were they did it pay more? Or was dude, it, it like, was like they were like, "You get to go to London and do comedy." <laughs> and then Julio went to London and got robbed. And I got I robbed. Like, <laughs> I'll be friends with him. That's that guy, that guy's prize sucked. He got That's fucking funny. robbed. In Bro, I got robbed, and they and we did get. I did guest spots on like the worst show possible, like on this awful show where like literally the whole show was just people getting heckled. Really? And the comics were like ready for it. It was wild, and like I did like seven minutes. Unpaid. And you've been doing comedy for how long at that point? Two, three years. Two, three years. Even, and you go to London. I mean, years. that's that's fucking huge. You know, a lot, a lot of comics. It seemed cool. And then when I got there, I was like, oh, this isn't that fucking cool. Who set it up? Uh, uh, Broadway Comedy Club. Broadway Comedy Club. And they set you up. I respect them for trying to, like, I don't put together, <laughs> a, little, put together <laughs> a little act. I don't respect them, dude. Bro, Max Alexander, RIP. Remember, he was, in, he was like, in the, in the mix for that whole situation. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I just mean, like... I don't know, man. Like, I think, like, I think it's pretty shitty how it was set up because you were supposed to be, like, going to paid London to fucking do a show to fucking make money and the rest of that. You show up, right. you're doing guest spots on a heckling show. Yeah, yeah, I know. That was being I mean, like, come on. That was oh, shows. so they didn't pay you for the, the gigs in London? No. No, they paid for the flight and stuff, which is, like, cool, I guess. They got a hotel. And they put you up, yeah. It was fine or whatever. But, uh... And I imagine the humor in London is very different i've never performed in london I, mean, bro, I can't speak for how comedy in london I mean, is i know cut. people who go out there and they have a great time like this particular place was just like crazy it yeah. was like why but whatever i mean do you remember do you remember like when you went there were you, were you getting heckled yeah i got heckled a little. I did okay like one of the shows I did okay the other one not so good um and i did get heckled a little bit and i sort of handled it but i remember like people from the crowd like talking shit to me about it being like uh, you know, like, you get them next time, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Like, Stiff up a lip. That's also br like brutal when like you think you didn't do that bad, and then the crowd's like, "Oh, dude, <laughs> oh, you, yeah. were you not there for your own set, dude?" Like, yeah, that there's, happens. There's all nothing time. worse than walking with them on the street and they talk about you, oh God, and you don't. Bro. They don't realize they're standing like right next to you. I re yes. I remember that outside the Broadway when I was young in comedy. I used to fucking say um all the time um <laughs> um and this woman was like I was just uncomfortable when that young man was up there and I was like oh fuck and I gotta walk a block with her oh yeah. man Tony Rock told, told a story about how he uh, performed during the 
Puerto Rican Day Parade at Stamp New York, and he bombed really bad. The crowd got out of control, and afterwards he he left the show. And on the way to the subway, it was the whole group, all these Puerto Rican guys from the parade that had come to the show. Were like, oh, it's that whack ass motherfucker from the comedy show. And he's like, yeah, whatever. He goes into the subway. They all get in the subway car. He said he got heckled the entire subway ride all the <laughs> way fucking back to Brooklyn, man. No way. Yeah. What's the worst bomb you've had? Start with you, Riggy. What's the worst bomb? I was bomb actually you've talking about it uh, yesterday. Um. I was like mad young, fucking what's his name? Eric Rivera brought me on the road when I was like 19, bro. Uh-huh. And just fed me to the fucking wolves. Like he <laughs> knew what he was doing too. I, I, what do you mean? I fucking hate him for it, but I love him for it at the same time. Like he would just bring me to colleges. And I had never done a college and I'd just fucking walk in there like into a cafeteria with fucking <laughs> comedy club confidence, you know? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. just like a- and w- he brought me to Buffalo State College. Buffalo which I didn't even know was a college. Same, yeah. Buffalo yeah, University. Yeah, yeah. Buffalo State College. It's the pe- it's the locals <laughs> of uh-huh. Buffalo, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and we're pulling up and I'm like, a lot of black people that go to Buffalo <laughs> State University. Surprising. A large amount. <laughs> oh, let's start before that. Before the show, Eric's like, let's go to Anchor Bar, which is like where they made the original buffalo wing. <laughs> and I think I ate the original <laughs> buffalo wing because I got food poisoning. Holy shit. <laughs> so fucking bad. <laughs> and Eric was such a cock. He made me fucking go to the, he made me use the bathroom in the lobby of the hotel because we were splitting a room. <laughs> That was hilarious. That's what it, so. And this is before your show. Um, before your show, you're 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 shitting your face yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Eric's loving it. He's dying <laughs> laughing every time I come back into the room. It's funny. It was funny. And uh, and these college shows. So because because you know Eric probably wasn't galvanizing a big group of 500 people. It's no, like wait, 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 wait for it. So we get to the show. I'm yeah. feeling terrible. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's like they're like their festival of the year right and we're following a drag show (laughs) fucking dude comes out knocks out a split fucking crowd goes crazy (laughs) shows over comedy time ricky get out there (laughs) so you just so who brought you up nobody you just literally went on stage they're like now it's time for ricky velez and i walk out there and they give me a mic and it's wireless and it does not work at all and i'm like tapping it i'm like hey can we get can we get some (laughs) sound on this can we get and and they start fucking they the the people start going in on the, in the audience. They're just like they're just making. F- How fun big is of the audience? It's their festival. I'd say about like five hundred kids, oh, five six hundred kids. Yeah, it was wow. big. It was yeah. big. And now I'm fucking like I'm starting to sweat. <laughs> it's happening. Like it's it's going down. And they go here, and they hand me a mic with a wire, but the wire is as long as these fucking wires. <laughs> I'm not kidding you, bro. There is a, and I'm telling you, it's four feet, four or five feet, yeah, and yeah. I, I'm not even in the light anymore. Like they have lights oh set up God. where we're supposed to stand. They don't yeah. have a guy that's moving it the whole time. <laughs> they just put lights where we're supposed to stand. So now I can't even reach the lights. You can't reach the light because so they can't see me. And I get the mic and I go, what's good, Buffalo <laughs> University? You said Buffalo University. Yes. Yeah. And they booed me. They booed me. Oh and they God. booed me. <laughs> and they wouldn't let me get a word out for the rest of that. And the nicest thing that I was wearing a hat. 
And this girl goes, I like your fucking hat. And that was like the <laughs> nicest thing that came out of that whole situation. And it was so bad. I was like, we're driving home. And I drove eight hours back that night, too. I was so fucking upset. Eight hours of just staring at road. Just fucking like, but like, come on. Like, Buffalo has heroin. Like, who really won? Like, I won. <laughs> They're fucking up there doing Buffalo's heroin. Buffalo's a dark now. town. Dude. So, how did that? Did Eric do all right after you, or what happened with that? Murdered. He murdered. Murdered. But was he seen in the light? Was he in the light? What? Was he in the light? He had the same mic. What? They had the mic fixed by the time Eric gets up there. Of course, (laughs) Eric made sure he wasn't. How much time did you do? I like to say I did a fifteen because that's probably what he was paying me to do. But man, it had. It was probably. It was probably a, a a six. Like it was was like, dude. It was. It was the longest (laughs) time I have ever been on stage mentally. <laughs> I feel you. Did you get any jokes out there, or were you just kind of like no. just trying to talk no. to people? No, there was no winning. I was so out. I, once I called them the wrong college, <laughs> oh, like no, this Buffalo, because these kids didn't get into Buffalo it was University. Mostly black. Buffalo kids? University is a good school, <laughs> right? These kids didn't get in Buffalo. UB, this bro. was this was fucking the Bulls. Fucking these were. I'm gonna look up Buffalo State yeah, College Buffalo right now. I want to see like. I want to see the graduation <laughs> so to enrollment. <laughs> to, to enrollment. You should tweet at them, be like, "Look at me now, motherfuckers!" And did Eric laugh at you the entire ride back? Oh, bro, bro, <laughs> it was it was fucking brutal. It was honestly like, but like, it's one of those things that you need to go through. Of you course, need, man. You need you need to know where you're at man yeah i didn't even know what college i was at that's how <laughs> out of it i was i didn't even know <laughs> Derek, State. Uh, how about you julia what was what about, what's your story i don't have one as good as that like i like i have i've definitely bombed and un- unbelievably hard like many many times but like never in a situation like that with like a big crowd of people and like the mic that's a crazy bro that story oh uh, yeah, i can't imagine a worse story that that's like that's that's like the shittiest situation. Acceptance rate sixty two percent. Graduation rate forty five. Wow. Average cost. Forty five is a pretty low fucking retention rate for any college, yeah. I imagine. Yeah. It's not good. Um all right. Well I had a couple though. I, I performed it in a I don't know if this counts. Like I performed in a Hasidic Jewish rabbi's uh, house yeah julie you're the only person that, that takes these gigs i know but dude listen i was on a gig website i was Julio trying to will be caught like in the sex trade one day because he fucking took the wrong gig dude well dude, so listen sorry they don't have a microphone one of the girls like was trying to show me that she wasn't always part like wasn't always doing this and she like rolled up her sleeve and she had a bunch of tats she's like i didn't always like i wasn't always his. oh so she's acidic but she was tatted up yeah because she like they like they take like people reform or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't people know convert. Yeah. Yeah. But then, okay. So then I was just doing jokes. There's children, no microphone. Children. Yeah. And then I, like I can start getting hit right away. to a bag room to tell you. Weren't you going to be, I thought you were going to be funny. <laughs> Bro, I literally no. just started talking. And then I like powered through it and like, it wasn't good, but they were almost like, it felt like they were observing me. Like, yeah. That was crazy. And then I did Catch a Rising Star in New Jersey and I was uh, featuring no, I was hosting. By the way, they they were, weren't observing. They were sitting shiva for your set. <laughs> <laughs> I have it in my hand. I'm really sorry. Um, yeah, so then, like, these people were pissed about the tickets. And they were, like, telling me, like, to go fuck myself, like, the whole time. Like, they just kept yelling out occasionally, like, fuck you. 
Yeah. And then I like started feeling lightheaded, like I was gonna faint. <laughs> oh, wow. Me and G did a did a did a a, a show. Well, I, I ended up not going up, but we did. Oh. He did a show uh, at a old people's home. He used to run. Bro, used I to ran. Run well, I used to run, run a show at, old, at an old age place. And where was he this? Went up and did stand up, and these Foundation. old fucking women, bro. Like I wanted to be like, oh, everybody's so cute, and everybody. <laughs> these old bitter bitches were sitting in the back. This kid took time out of his fucking day, and these three cunts sitting in the back, fucking making fun of him. I'm like, you're 90. Like, get over oh your petty. What were they bitty. saying? Do you remember? They were just bro, like, I remember exactly like, what happened. It was. We went to up. the other. There's like two. Everything he said, they would be like, mm. so dude. <laughs> this is what it was. It was we, insane. I was hosting dude. a talent show for them. Mm-hmm. But I was doing comedy up top and then hosting a comedy show or a talent show. Bro, it was wild. So I get up there. I'm like, we were 15 minutes late because we went to the wrong address. And I get oh up there. I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, we were 15 what have you guys? Late and the, what have you guys been up to? Ending. And this good lady's like, waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> insane, dude. Then these talents were insane. This guy played the fake trumpet. Trumpet with his mouth. Burp, burp. He only played the trumpet. And with that's his all he mouth. did. Yeah, that's all he did. Then this we, other guy. We had to stop him after song three. <laughs> yeah, this other guy was like some people dirty were really jokes. into it, and it was really adorable and cute. But I'll tell you right now, like those old bitter bitches never learned anything in life if they were gonna sit there and fucking be that nasty about it. Like I'm still mad that's, about that. That's funny, bro. <laughs> like I wish I got their funeral invites. Like I would have been in there being like, no, they're not good. <laughs> <laughs> they're bad people. <laughs> what a crazy them. thing. That was a crazy. I forgot about those. So you were on that show too, Ricky? I was there, and then I watched what was going down. And I was like, Julio, I'm calling an audible on this one, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. like, I'll talk to them and hang out with them after, but I'm not going. Like, dude, my jo- I'm fucking, I'm filthy. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty filthy on stage. Like, I don't have any, jo- I have jokes about nursing homes. <laughs> like, I don't fucking, like, nothing, I... I say nursing homes are just, uh, you're not allowed to call it that anymore. You gotta call it something nice like village of old people <laughs> who can't leave. <laughs> <laughs> and those women, dude, that, that, I, 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 I can't believe I just remembered that. They were so mean. That yeah, was like, I was wild. like, I, I, I'm, I suffer for your grandkids. That, that's the thing that sucked about those gigs, too. Like, you'd show up and they were like, not impressed. And you're like, dude, ugh. Like, I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> and like, this is also. Like happy, and you like think I suck. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. This sucks. You're yeah. a nice guy for doing that. Like, yeah. how long? I do you only do know that people for? that do shit years? like that that like have probation. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Julia, it was your community it. service. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. What city was this in? This was fucking in, Queens, uh, bro. It was in Kew Gardens. I remember Kew it exactly. Gardens, man. And like, yo, we took a train there. It, it was, was raining. Deep, bro. It was deep. We show up and we were at the wrong one, which was maybe five minutes away. And they fucking like scolded us when we got there. Oh, like, yeah. From the moment. It, and like it just smelled like <laughs> mothballs. And death. Yeah, death and fucking like it was just it was it was dark. Bro, I made the mistake of giving my. I used to like. I remember when I started comedy, bro. I would take these comedy classes where they're like, "You need a card, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you need a card, dude." Just looking, so I just, just had a card, but bro, Frank Vignola looking my, for a new opener. My car was glossy, and they're like, "You have to have your headshot on it so that they remember you." So, bro, I just straight up had my headshot on my like comedian card. It was like brutal thinking back. Oh, I thought you said card. Car, like, car, card, car, card, card. I thought you card, meant car, like driving. Oh, oh yeah. That's no, where I was at. Like a card, like your card. You had someone. Oh. Here's my card. Sorry, sorry. Um, and uh, 
yeah, dude. Like, it was super fucking embarrassing. <laughs> and I gave one of the old people the card because yeah. he's like, where can we find you or whatever? And then, dude, they call me the next day. He's like, hey, it's Marvin from the from the, sh- from the home. He said the home. He's like, you would you want to come perform at our... Yes, I have it. Would you want to come perform at our poker game? Yeah, dude. Julio, Julio would Pony get up. other ga- gigs from the old people home. But I didn't. And like, I didn't he didn't going. end up doing them. But I remember this guy was sending voicemail after voicemail after voicemail, getting. I Julio literally have judged. it, bro. I'm gonna play yeah. it. Oh, you it. have the voicemail. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that is the fucking years best. ago, man. Do this I had to be like anymore? five, six not, years fi- ago. I might not have it on here anymore. What's up? Yeah, just when you talk, oh, make sure you put the mic up. You know, come on, it's your first podcast. I'm giving you, you know, yeah, give some tipper. <laughs> Fuck, no, I don't, I don't have it anymore. Oh, God damn it, dude, dude it's really hard. Dude, it was, it was so funny. And the the message like went until like you couldn't leave message anymore. That's funny. You know, one that one that uh, it wasn't a tough show, but one of the shows where I got heckled the most was at your show. Julio, what's up? Oh was my god, I remember that, that. You dude. remember that? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I want to talk to you about that. So it was. Fat a, <laughs> do you remember this? I not I, anymore. I, yeah, before the one before. Yeah, Pasha met us at the Fat Baby Show. So he's yeah. So it was at the Fat Baby Show. So Sorry. the the sh- it was a week after Charlottesville. Right. right? Oh yeah, I remember. And that. being a w- white man who looks like a Nazi. I was like, I should probably, you know, talk. So one of the things I was talking about, as I was, I was like, and these guys were all, they were was chanting. Was this at like, the bar or at? This is at the stand. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And they were saying, uh, you know, I was like, and they, what were they chanting? They were chanting, Jews will not replace us. Of course, Jews are, you know, uh, like, no Jew wants to be like a, a Walmart greeter or whatever it is. And they made some comment about <laughs> like, I'm like, they didn't go after, they didn't say black people want to replace, because black people have already replaced us. They've replaced us in every sport. And I looked at their DJ. What's your DJ's name? Uh, no Face. No Face, yeah. So I said, so they're better at every sport ever. And I said, well, that doesn't involve water. And I said, <laughs> uh, and I said like, why don't black people like to swim? And the girl in the back goes, enough, next, get off stage. <laughs> oh my God. And I couldn't see her because you know, it was dark back right there. And I said, yeah, I said, they don't want to swim. Uh, they don't want to get their heart wet. I said, hockey and skiing be cold, damn motherfucker. And I said, uh, and rowing, black people don't want to row ever again. And then she just starts like, that's racist. That's racist. And I said, look, I'm not saying hate speech. I'm, right. I, I would never like say the N-word. That's offensive to black people. I don't say the C-word because it's offensive to cunts like you. Oh, yeah. And the audience like loved it. I got off stage and they were like high five. She ran out of the room sobbing. She ran out of the room sobbing. And I'm walking around and I wild, see bro. Julio being like nice guy Julio talking cuz she was she was not her friend. She was I'm talking, well I know her though. You know her, I know. I felt so bad no, cuz right. she was your friend. No, but I know like she was my friend sort of but she wasn't like my come to a comedy show friend. Like she was friend better friends with another comic on the show. Yeah, yeah. Who yeah. brought them? Yeah. So but she was with a, a, an entourage of like eight girls yes. or something. So they all left, and I'm sitting outside the stand on the on the little coffee table in the chair, and they all came out. They looked at me, and they started taking pictures of me, like they were doxing me or something like that. And Did I'm you like, let them? I was like, give them the finger. I'm like, yeah, here's my fucking here's my fucking <laughs> picture, you stupid bitch. That's what are you going What are you going to do with this picture? This guy made a joke, and it offended me. I was it, it, I don't know. I thought it was kind of fun, but I also feel bad because I don't want to. You know what I mean? I don't want a girl I, to cry. I, I know. I feel you, bro. That was wild. Was the whole group of girls black? The whole, all they no, they were... Uh, just pee in the bushes. It's cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. The, the groundskeeper doesn't listen to this podcast. Um, so, no, this is the best part about doing a podcast outdoors. Uh, 
Wait, what were you gonna say? You were gonna say I that? have another great bomb. It was at the Broadway. I was young, and you used to have to start by doing check spots. Yeah. And I got a Saturday night check spot, which meant like Broadway sells the fuck out on a weekend because it's right outside of Times Square. They but they ticket people in from the Times Square, and it's fucking slammed. Yeah. And I'm following Greer Barnes. Yeah, who's a beast. On a check spot. <laughs> okay? Yeah, you don't so want to follow Greer, yeah. Greer does these act-outs that are literally the best act-outs you can do in comedy. He's, you can't, you can't, he's a monster. He's just, yeah. he's unbelievable. And he takes the fucking house down Saturday night. I'm going up there. I have my Saturday night check spot confidence. I got moved <laughs> off the weekday check spots. Now they got me in the fucking, and I get up there and start going, and it's just bombs because everybody's paying their check. They're done. Greer, done. Greer so took everything. Greer took it. Goodbye. And at one point, this guy in a suit, African-American, stood up and goes, it's just not for you tonight, Pop. <laughs> 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 and I said, you're right. And I got off stage. Oh, oh my God, bro. Jesus. It was brutal. That's brutal. Did you feel bad about it? I know some people just yeah, shake dude, it off. No, I, I never shake kid. those off. Yeah. I hate it too. What? Uh, I needed an out. <laughs> yeah. I needed an out yeah. in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ruben Paul was telling a story. He, he, uh, he won an urban show, and you guys do a lot of urban rooms too, right? I don't, yeah. dude. I've done it. I, do, I started. I, I didn't do it. Actually, I did a lot of them. When I've I, done when a I dozen. Yeah. What's a check spot, real quick? A check spot's when all the checks go down into the audience, so to they pay their bills, and then there's a comic, and then there's usually one more on the show. Oh, so wow. there's a guy that sits there the whole time people are paying checks and tells jokes, so barely anybody's fucking paying attention because right. they're pissed <laughs> off that a gratuity is already added. Yeah, it's that too. Yeah, and they're also not paying attention, and then once they do, they, when they're paying attention to their bill, that makes them more upset. Like you said. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It was. Yeah. It was what, is this how much, much money? is this? Coke was twelve dollars. Fifteen dollars for a pina colada. And then <laughs> everybody's <laughs> drinking pina coladas at fucking yeah. comedy shows, bro. And then all, all the hack comics are like, "Oh, who ordered the gratuity?" It's <laughs> <laughs> a good That's one. Funny. It works in there. There's check spot material. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I have some check spot material. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> brutal. Just yeah, do it at do? the end of shows, yeah. comedy clubs. I used to get to. I had to follow your checks There's plenty too. of clubs that do it now. There's plenty of clubs that do it at the end of shows. Yeah. I'm so sick of hearing this fucking, like, this. it's so ridiculous. It ruins a show. Yeah. And plus it does, like, I don't know. Right. Does it really make you better? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know, bro. That's good. <laughs> You're right. Dude, that's a great point. They're always like, it makes you stronger. It makes like, you stronger. Oh, I'm going to have to do comedy one day to deaf people? <laughs> like, wh wh yeah. where, where, where is this going? Like, what? It prepped you for the nursing homes. Bro, I also hated when people would brag about how hard they killed during check spots. I'm like, dude, chill, dude. Yo, I got him though, dude. I got him. <laughs> Bro, oh yeah, I so, got him. So, Ruben Paul, he 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 won. A, he did an Urban Room, and it was right when the movie Friday got released. And you know, not being in the urban scene really, but like Friday was like the biggest movie in the history of like the black entertainment at that time. False, okay. false. Well. It was huge, dude. Soul Plane. What year? Soul Plane? <laughs> no way. Yeah, that was after. Soul Plane became famous on the streets. It came out, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's the crazy thing about it. Soul Plane got fucked like because the of Bootleg. Video, bro. Oh, wow. 
Soul Plane was huge. Really? Yeah. I, I would say Soul Plane. Friday was, uh, I mean, Friday's Friday. Friday's fucking unbelievable. But Soul Plane was up. There. I mean, Soul, Kevin Hart talks about it in his book where he goes, I was famous in Harlem, but no one knew me in the industry. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's crazy. I've never seen Soul Plane. It's great. Is it great? Yeah. yeah. Louie wrote it. Did he really? Yeah. God damn, I didn't know. No, that, Pootie Tang. He wrote. He wrote Pootie Tang. I knew he Pootie wrote Tang, Pootie Tang. Pootie Tang. Yeah, yeah. Tang. My bad, Louis. So, uh, so Ruben <laughs> went on, and he and and right before he was about to go on, the host goes, "Hold on, Chris Tucker's here. He's gonna. He, he's he wants to pop in and do a, a quick set. <laughs> and of course, as you know, in urban rooms, urban comics don't do a quick set. So, Chris <laughs> said, hey, Ruben, man, I'm gonna go on, man. Just give me a few minutes. Nobody that like, does a drop in does a quick set. He goes, he goes, right. no, come, sure. come, let me. He goes, no, no, I'll, I'll just be real quick. So he goes on stage, and then they did like a whole production. We're like, okay, this next comic, and like the lights go out. You know, you might know him from the movie Friday, and the audience stands up before even they say his name. Ah, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Tucker again. Ah, going crazy. That's why a spotlight comes on. All you see is a glove come out because he used to do a Michael Jackson impersonation. <laughs> he, would, he just stuck his glove oh into the God. spotlight and started going like, did the little glove wave. And he did that. And they were like, again, another crazy ovation. And then he walks into the light and he did his, his catchphrase from Friday, which was like, what's that man? Or uh, what, I forgot what it was. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what it was? You it was like, what's up, Craig? Oh, you got knocked the fuck out. He, he did something. Like and the audience again, ah, they went crazy. And Ruben said it was like the craziest 15 minutes he'd ever seen. And then like literally he was like, I don't even know how he ended. He might as well have just disappeared in a cloud of smoke because <laughs> he went and people were going crazy. And then the host comes up, didn't do any time, just goes, all right, guys, this guy hasn't been doing it for that long, but he's really funny. Give it up for Ruben Paul. And, and he said it took him two minutes just to get to the stage because everyone was leaving. Wow. And then he got on stage, told bomb, bomb, bomb. And finally, some black woman in the audience goes, "It'll be okay, baby." That is fucking hilarious. Oh yeah, man. It's, it's, but those are—I d- I definitely think the bombing stories are the things that uh, they definitely make you. They weed out the men from the boys, you know, because if you can't handle a bomb, then you can't fucking handle the f- crazy fucking business. Yeah. It's wild. You can go into a stretch too. I remember being Dude, in like stretches. Too. Where you in just years, weren't, you weren't in years, it? but like just stretches of bombs when I was first starting out. Yeah, yeah. I had a, I had a stretch recently because I had I my mom talk to me once. Oh, after really? She watched the bomb. Yeah. She like sat you down. Like yeah, because really? she was like, "You're not even having fun up there." Yeah. And I was like, I was like, oh, "You don't understand. It was this. This is just the show you came to. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go back to the city <laughs> and get punched in the face on the way home. I don't know why you're telling me this is a bad idea." <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, Iowa. God damn, I remember the first time I bombed it was an Elks Lodge. Oh, baby. You know, those shows where you'd like hop on a car with four other comics to go to Jersey? Yeah, or like Pennsylvania. Yeah. I used to love that. I used to do the Reverend Bob Levy rooms. Oh, yeah. Me and Pete Davidson used to do them for $75 put together. Yeah. Wow. We'd buy a fucking 20 bag and fill the car and go. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> That's crazy. The thing about like bombs is being on the other side of a bomb is also, I mean, I, uncomfortable. You know, it's, it's, yeah. It's like Do you remember one, uh, Posh? You remember a bomb that you saw where you were like, "Oh my god, I gotta get out of this room." 
not quite that bad. Um, so <laughs> I, nothing crazy. Like these stories are blowing me away. Um, but uh, no one's ever bombed so bad that it became dramatic that I've seen. Yeah. Uh, but it's just harsh. It's harsh. You feel for the person. Um, yeah. And hearing all these stories from the other side. Uh, you get to laugh about it a lot more. You guys get to enjoy the bombs afterward. A Ap long time <laughs> afterwards. That is the saddest thing I've ever heard in my life. You just have to go home and remember you like that, man. And the, yeah, oh, and then you man. see a comic That's bomb. Yeah, there's somebody still telling that story. Remember that poor kid? <laughs> yeah, it's sad forever. Yeah, That's and then hilarious. you think that whoever you saw bomb, you think, oh, that comic sucks. You're not gonna think they had a bad night. You just think that's an. Yeah. Understand that the checks are out. Um, it really you just learn so much. <laughs> oh, sorry. You just learn so much. Uh, just hearing banter about it. Um, yeah. And how'd you guys meet? Me and Julio. Or yeah. Oh, um, I know Julio. Uh, we met twice, but um, it's through in New York. I worked at a virtual reality store. Uh, like I don't know what that is. Virtual reality. Oh, you know what VR is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I worked there, and I uh, shot 360 video, and me and Julio worked on a music video. Yeah, tell me about that music video you shot. We uh, shot Lil Young Big, Lil Young Big. Yeah, so Lil video. Young Big. Tell people what Lil Young Big is. So Lil Young Big is this like rapper who uh, I just like make music like as him, like as the character. Uh, so I've been making music and whatever, but and, like check it out, I guess. But dude, yeah, Pasha and I, Pasha like was good at this 360 video show. He's like, do you? He's like, you should do. I had some idea. He's like, you should do this in VR. And he's like, and you should shoot like in the field in VR. And I was like, okay, whoa. what does that mean? Shoot in the field. So like that means like not doing it on a green screen. That means like going out into this room right now or yeah. this area. And and bro, he taught me so much shit. Like, you taught me that you're like, dude, like the sh there's no shot. Like so, just uh, the, everything's in the shot. Yeah. So you have to like take every like natural factor into account and be creative. We had to like be creative with stuff. It was like to like light stuff. It was pretty cool, man. Yeah. The thing about 360 video is like. When you have a normal camera, you have a frame, you know? There's like a frame that you work within. Yeah. But with 360 video, the entire space, the whole space is in the shot. So you got to plan for everything um, around the camera. Yeah. So, 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 what's, wh so what does that mean so in terms of how you prepare? So, dude, so we shot, well, so like, all right, so if we're shooting in a basement and the light's not that great, but that's where we're doing it, then, like, you have to figure out a way to make the light better without lighting it because you can't light it because it would be in the shot if ah. you're using lights because everything is in the shot. Yeah. Which is wild. But, bro, so we shot this video that took place in a bunch of different places, which I think, dude, was rare for a 360 video. Very rare. They never changed, like, world. location, yeah. It stays, and then new things happen in the world, which is cool. But I was like, how can we do that with cutting? So yeah. We, so, like, the, if you notice, like, music videos, the cuts are fast usually. Yeah. And this, like, they're not. Like they, it cuts to another scene, and that scene will be like thirty seconds. Yeah. And then there's some series where they're shorter, like four or five seconds. But you have to do it that long. But because if, if you're in VR, you'll get dizzy. Yeah. If it's like too fast, and you want to also be able to explore while keep continuing to change it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's a lot of variables you got to work with that are just different. And so, how do people so see? I don't the like VR. Yeah. Have I'm you done the Gotham fan. comedy VR shows? I've done. I've done these. Yeah. I've done these shows. I try to stay out of VR, but I did VR this weekend. At Dave and Buster's, Was shout out DB, bro. Jurassic Park, crazy, bro. <laughs> I'm not even playing. Like I was. All right, I'll say it. I was tripping on shrooms too. 
<laughs> in Dave and Buster's. By the way, won so many stuffed animals in the claw, the big claw. Really? I'm good at it. I'm so good at yeah, it. Yeah, some people are really skilled at that. Shit. I won really so too. many that they asked me to stop playing. And no they way. gave me my choice of toy <laughs> I wanted. How, no that's wild, dude. Yeah, man. We out I love Dave and Buster's, bro. I love DB. So you're, you're tripping mushrooms playing Jurassic Park. What, what was it's just like? wild, dude. You're in a car with four of your homies just fucking going through, like, Jurassic Park land, and animals are almost eating you, and they're breathing on you, and you can feel them snot on you. Like it, it was fucking crazy, bro. Oh, man, and this thing is throwing you around. It, it was wild, man. That's yeah. crazy. Do you it think that really VR cool. is the future of entertainment? Well, I think VR is dangerous because, like, now they got like, I just like I really think people are gonna get lost in that, man. I really do. You're just yeah. gonna be able to have a dope ass job in VR world. <laughs> like yeah. dude it's it's a sick gross like it's the next like people don't live in reality already yeah this shit is like you're gonna be able to bang the hottest chick whatever chick <laughs> you want you're gonna be able to do like i mean i mean really any new technology is about yo there's there's this thing organism. out and i only know this because Luis gomez <laughs> fucking gave it out on uh the ykwd pa- podcast but there's like this machine now that is like a blowjob. You just put it on your cock, and it's a blowjob. And it's like, all right, so when do we put that into VR? Like, when is that yeah. going to be like? Dude, totally there's an accompaniment to that Easy. already. Yeah, it's already huge. It's already a thing. VR, VR porn. porn? Yeah, and like Massive. it's like it's POV porn in 3D. It's wild. Or in 360. So are you still just jerking, or you use a machine? You can do whatever you, or you you have to choose the machine yeah, part. You can do either. So it's the type of thing like you you, you put it, is yeah. it all Oculus Rift? Uh, well, there's a different ones. Like, there's different brands. Those are different brands. Okay. The okay. Vibes the best one, right? Vibes the best, but like the Vibes super serious. Like it's very hardcore. Yeah. What does that mean? Like uh, you got to plug it into like a super strong computer. It's like commercial. Yeah. Th- there's there's better ones for like normal people who are not. So are people and maybe I just saw this in an episode of Black Mirror, but are, are people putting on these things? And fucking each other and pretending, and in what they're seeing is like a hot porn star, but they're banging their girlfriend or wife. Oh, I'm sure that's yeah, wild. That's, that's, a, that's, that's definitely a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but wow, dude, that was fun, bro. That. That where where do people like if I were, if people want to want to see your uh, VR thing, just is on YouTube. Lil Young Big uh, 360 VR. VR. And it's on Lil Young Big's page on Facebook. Okay. And Facebook supports 360. Okay, and it's on YouTube too. But do you need the the the? You no, but it works in the goggles. Oh, okay, but you could also just watch just on your phone or on the computer or whatever. Yeah, and then just exactly. move your phone around to see what's yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty fucking yeah, cool, cool, man. Yeah, man. You yeah. have a good connection though, which sucks. Yeah, but we're ca- it's catching up. I don't think it's gonna replace like two D shit because being able to watch something like at a, a little bit of a distance is like a novelty. Yeah, and like having to have a shit on your head is like. Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. Remember when they when Google tried to do the Google glasses? Dude, yes. I almost got a fucking pair. I wish I did. <laughs> you wish you did? Why? Because like they still work, right? I guess. Imagine so. if you still have Google glasses. That's insane. I'm gonna fucking order some right now. <laughs> 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 it's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh, <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair.